Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Would you like more sustainable energy? Are you looking for a way to release unwanted weight without counting calories? Are you ready to reclaim your confidence? Burnout is often attributed to poor eating habits and sleep deprivation. Today's guest shares expert advice on how to avoid burnout and boost energy by eating the right food. Vicki Rolf is a nutrition and hormone specialist who works with people who are feeling tired all the time and are struggling with adopting a balanced diet to release extra weight. She teaches them simple ways to eat healthier, gain their energy back, and release unwanted weight without counting calories or starving themselves. Thanks for joining us today, Vicki. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You've been on my show before, and I'm very excited to have you return because in the last episode, we talked about some of our learning lessons from the pandemic, and you have taken the time through prior to the pandemic, during the pandemic, to invest in more education, to be this expert on nutrition, hormones, and how we can be peak performance in all areas of our life by eating the right food. Yes, yes. And that's a very interesting subject. We'll try to do the best today to give you as much as possible. Okay, so let's talk about what foods to eat because one of the challenges that we run into is we're a busy society. We're constantly on the go. Whether we're running to work, we're eating in between meals or in between meetings, then we come home, we're trying to scramble to make dinner for the family and we're constantly on the go. What are some foods that we can eat that are going to help boost our energy? And why is it important that we eat these foods? First of all, let me say that it depends what kind of energy you're looking for. We have to understand that carbs is not bad. (laughs) Carbs is the number one source of energy of your body. Whenever you want to boost energy, automatically you're going to look for carbs. The problem is that we look for carbs that are fast and easy and are classified as junk food, like chips and highly processed chocolate and stuff like that, which gives us a boost of energy immediately. But the problem is maybe 30 minutes, an hour later, it crashes. We crash because that energy is just gone and it was just sugar. When we are looking to boost our energy, we are looking to eat something that is more sustainable and will give you energy on the long term. Still carbs, but just a more complex carb. So we're looking at something like fruits. Banana is a very good one. Apple, any berries, any citrus fruit. You can have water with lemon in it and Most people just put the juice of the lemon in it. You have to put the lemon itself in the water because it's really the oil on the peel of the lemon that is beneficial, not just the juice. So very important to put a piece of the lemon in the water to boost your energy. 
anything as well, like beans, lentils, fatty fish, like salmon is really good because of the omega-3 is going to help you with the boost of energy. You have the classic coffee as well. Coffee is not bad. Overdoing coffee is not a great idea. And putting too much sugar in your coffee is going to do the complete opposite effect. So you're going to crash an hour later or two hours later, and you're going to need another coffee to keep going. Black coffee is really the best one. If you're not a coffee drinker, go for green tea that has a lot of antioxidant in it. And also dark chocolate, natural dark chocolate is really good. And I know a lot of people will be happy about that, but dark chocolate is really good for boosting energy. A little piece, again, everything in moderation, but a little piece of dark chocolate is good. We can still drink our coffee. We can still have our chocolate. We can still have our carbs. It's just all in how we eat it, when we eat it, and how often, all in moderation is what I'm hearing. Yes, yes. The quantities are very important. And also the timing when you eat it is very important. When is the best time to eat? And what are possibly some foods that we want to avoid eating that might do the opposite effect when it comes to our energy? You eat when you're hungry normally. That's the natural process of your body. Your body signals you, you're hungry, you eat. However, in the society we live in, we're so bombarded by images of food all the time that we don't really listen to our body. We go with, oh, I saw a burger, I want a burger. But in reality, you're not really hungry. You just saw it and it just stimulated you and you want it. Pay attention to what your body is signaling you. You should have a hunger feeling before you eat. That's a normal thing. If you don't feel that hunger feeling, that's probably because you're not hungry. And instead of going for food, just drink water. The foods to avoid are the highly processed food, high in sugar, high in starch, that will give you a boost of energy immediately, but will make you crash an hour later. One piece of advice that was shared with me that has not only helped in eating and choosing the right foods, but also has cut down my shopping time at the grocery store is just shopping at the outer perimeter of the grocery store. You've got your produce, you've got your fish, your meats, your eggs, your milks all the way around and never going down the aisles. I am much more efficient when it comes to shopping, but I'm also eating everything that's really healthy. It's all of the items that are going to go in my fridge, never my pantry. It's almost as if I want my pantry to be kind of bare. Mm-hmm. Yes. But again, when you look at beans and lentils, those are important in your nutrition and those you cannot find in the perimeter of the grocery store. And it depends also, I mean, it's a good tip because the produce are always on when you enter the grocery store. However, in my groceries, if I go with the perimeter, at the end of it, it's ice cream and (laughs) processed food. So it's not the good stuff. Yes, focus on produce for sure. And fruits, vegetable, plenty of it. Meat, if you're a meat eater, meat is good. My recommendation is to look for grass-fed meat because then you avoid 
having a lot of chemicals in your meat, even if it's not raised with antibiotic, most of the time the animals are fed with grains that contain soy. And soy can challenge your body, your hormone, et cetera. We'll talk about it a little later. Look for grass-fed meat. Avoid the aisle with the chips and the crackers and all of that stuff for sure. I can definitely tell I'm a creature of habit. I only know my own grocery store and that's how it is. But yeah, it is a matter of just paying attention and ensuring that you're eating the foods that are less processed. And that's what's going to help as much. Now, as I mentioned, we're always on the go. We're constantly going from a meeting. Even a lot of times we're out at restaurants. We enjoy going out. We enjoy eating. Is there any tips that you can share with us where we could eat delicious foods at these yummy restaurants or on the go, but without compromising anything that's going to put weight on or affect our energy and mood levels? Yes. What I tell all of my clients is whenever you're out at a restaurant on the go, make sure that you eat protein. That's very important because that's going to help sustain you feel full when you're eating. So you will not reach out for the dessert that you want or the junk food that you're looking for. Protein is one. We can find protein in nuts and seeds. I say always have nuts and seeds in your bag. You can have a protein bar in your bag as well. Protein shake if it's something that you can carry. If you're at the restaurant, look for the meat. Or if you're a vegan, look for tofu, for example. It's a good one with a lot of vegetables. Why vegetables? Because it's going to make you feel full as well because of the fiber in the vegetables. Protein and fiber are the two things that you want to have when you're at the restaurant or wherever you are. Are you feeling burnt out and overwhelmed? Want to advance your career or find a new job? Maybe you want to build an impactful and profitable business. I left a highly successful Fortune 500 sales career to help people develop the grit, resilience, and courage necessary to thrive in a complex and changing market. In the show notes, you will find free workbooks with tips and strategies for attracting your dream job, advancing your career, preventing burnout, and building a business. Take advantage of your free workbook by downloading it now. Also being mindful of kind of those hidden sugars in some of the meals that we eat at restaurants. Vicki and I were talking earlier and I had shared with her, I had just completely changed, our whole household changed our eating habits. My husband's lost a lot of weight. I've lost a lot of weight and we're just eating differently. It's a lifestyle choice. But what we found is the surprising amount of sugar that is in salad dressings, ketchup, barbecue sauce, all of these go-to items that add a lot of flavor, but there's so much sugar in it. And that's what adds these unnecessary calories. So we started to gravitate towards salad dressings like Walden Farms, which has zero calories, zero sugars. There's no sugar ketchups that are out there. There's this PB2 fit peanut butter, which is a powdered peanut butter that you add water to and it's got high in protein. But those little changes can make a big difference. Just like going to a restaurant and putting the salad dressing on the side and then you adding as much as you want in. Yes. And you said it well, Danielle, is small changes. Often we start with, you want to 
change everything. I'm going to change everything and I'm going to throw everything that is in my pantry and I'm going to start anew. And that's not the way to go because as you said, it's a lifestyle. One little step at a time, one little change at a time, and eventually you will reap the benefit of those minor changes that you don't think makes a big difference, but in the long run, it does. And you had shared a little bit earlier, you touched on this, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into how certain foods affect our hormones because our hormones change a lot as we age. And we just recently had our hormones checked as a family and looking at as we've aged, how certain hormones have been depleted, whether it's because of our age or it's been high levels of stress, husband that's deployed will contribute towards that as well. How can food affect our hormone levels? And what might you suggest foods we can eat to help balance ourselves out? Hormones are really interesting and there's a lot there. You have a bunch of hormones in your body, but the most important ones are the estrogen, testosterone, cortisol, and insulin. Those are the ones that are the most common one that we know. And all of them are affected by stress and the lifestyle in terms of eating habit that you have. As we age, we produce less hormones, which is a normal process. But the problem is when we reach a certain age, we think, oh, it must be just the andropose or the menopause, and there's nothing I can do about it. But this is so far from the truth. The first thing to do in rebalancing your hormone is to look at your diet. Food is the number one thing that can rebalance your hormone. It depends of which hormone. It depends of the issue you have with the hormone. So it's hard for me to tell you which food specifically because it's a case-by-case basis. But the basic is less junk food for sure less sugar, processed food, and go for what we call the whole food, the food that is very little processed or not processed at all. And just by doing that, those little changes with time, you will see a difference in your mood. You will see a difference in your energy level. You will see a difference in your weight. You will lose weight, burn fat. And you will feel more confident in your body without knowing really what happened. The food is the number one thing. We talk often about hormone therapy. Hormone therapy should be the last resource because there's so much that can be done prior to boosting yourself with hormone that are natural for your body then I'm not saying that I'm against hormone therapy or it's bad, but I'm saying before looking for hormone therapy, change your lifestyle first. All very sound advice. And what I'm hearing from you is it's a lifestyle. If you're out there and you're listening and you're feeling tired, exhausted, lethargic, nauseous, I've talked about this on previous episodes where I've talked about, and I'll be going into detail in my book that's scheduled to be released in spring of 2023. I talk about the weekly body scan and ways that we can prevent burnout, which is standing in front of the mirror every week and looking. Is our hair brittle, dry, thinning? Is it falling out? 
When we look at our skin, is it dry, dull? That's a sign of lack of hydration. You had mentioned drink a lot of water, drink water with lemon in it. Also, are you bloated? Are you nauseous? Are you anxious? Or is there tension in your shoulders? And I go into the book and I talk about this weekly body scan and really being in tune as to what signals our body is communicating to us when we are burnt out, stressed out. And a lot of that is tied to what foods we can change in our diet to offset any of that, to overcome it and creating a lifestyle where we don't need to be living in this constant burnout phase. It's making these minor adjustments that you've talked about, not completely changing our whole life, but these little tweaks in what we eat that can have big outcomes in the long run and the energy that we want in our lives. Yes. There's so much more than just the food. Food is only a part of the story. There's things like sleep is especially important. The stress level that you have, your environment, where you live, what's happening around you, all of those are to be taken into consideration when you feel this way, when you feel depleted, when you feel you're about to burn out. Food is super important. But keep in mind that it's not because you're changing your diet and you're still super stressed, you're still not sleeping at night, that everything will change by magic. No, it's a group of things. It's a group of change that we call lifestyle that will make a difference for you. And for you listeners that are listening right now, there's an episode that we did a couple episodes back where we talked about different ways that you could boost your energy by getting better sleep. And we talk about even how often you change your mattress, how many hours you need, different ways to fall asleep faster. So I invite you to go ahead and to tune into that episode as well. Before we end here, what are three expert tips that you want to share with our listeners today as we wrap up today's episode? What can they do to change that lifestyle that they're looking for? I just want to remind everybody that there are three things to take into consideration when you really want to see a change in your body and the way that you feel is the three S, your surrounding, your stress, and your sleep, in addition to the food. But those three, make sure that you pay attention to it as well. Thank you so much for joining. And for those of you tuning in, also, I'm going to include a link into the show notes where you can pick up Vicky's book. Go ahead, Vicky, share your book with us today. Yes. My book is called What to Eat When You Don't Feel Like Cooking. It's available on Amazon worldwide. It's a book that is not just recipes, but it gives you a guideline as to what it means to eat low GI, high GI, medium GI. If you're diabetic, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I explained that at the beginning of my book. It's a way of eating that helps reduce the sugar and the processed food in your life. Mm, I have a cookbook. I love it. Especially when you're rushing home and trying to figure out what to cook dinner. I'm not one that likes cooking dinner. So it's one of my favorite cookbooks. I invite you guys definitely order it on Amazon. I'll include it in the show notes. And And all the recipes are dairy free and refined sugar free. Good, good. Okay, well, thanks and create an intentional day. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode, 
resonating, and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.